Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome. If you are on the phone, we will be getting started in just a little bit. Welcome, welcome. We just have about a minute till 8.30. We are already on our conference line already. If you don't have it, it's 724-444-7444, and the pin is 117625-POUND. If you are a guest, hit one pound, and that will let you in if it's your first time. But we welcome you to week three. We just have about a minute, and we'll get started, and we're excited about week three. So we're already halfway through. Okay. So we are on week three. It is eight thirty. So let me pray a thing. Father God, we just want to thank you tonight for our Bible study. Lord God, we honor you. We bless your name. We thank you for just another week, week three, and all that you're teaching us through this awesome Bible study and it coming to us just, I believe, in the time in which we need it. And so we praise you. We thank you for everyone that is coming to this Bible study. And even if they're not here now, that they would join us at another time and be able to see this video, whether it's on Facebook or another um stream of social media, but we just thank you for all that will be blessed by this incredible Bible study. We thank the writer, the publisher, everybody that was involved in this project to make it such a great, great learning lesson and tool that we will use in our everyday lives. It is convicting us. It's cutting away some things. It's making us and changing us into who God has called us to be. It is making us get into his word and look into his principles and just really devour the word of God. So we thank you for all things. Thank you for this lesson tonight and that we will be able to teach that we decrease as you increase. And we thank you for all things. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Okay. Welcome, welcome. Let me make sure this is all the way turned up. So we are at week three of read. Let me just tell you what's going on. I am tearing this book apart. <laughs> so I'm not going to belabor the time. Welcome if you are on our conference line because we have a lot this week. Um, it gave me a lot of things to think about, a lot of things to think about. So um, we are at, we've done session one, which is the freedom of the Sabbath. Session two was stopped along the Sabbath journey, which we're going to recap tonight. And then session three is Double Portion Friday, and that's where we are July the 9th. And so we're going to start that, and then we'll go through the rest of the week, and then we'll come back for just two more sessions, July 16th and July 23rd. Remember, this study is only, (laughs) I have to keep saying this, 127 pages, so it's easy but impactful, and I need you guys to be interactive and comment and text and all that good stuff. Um, because I know that it is blessing me, and from what I heard from you all, it is blessing you as well. Let me go over to page seven, because I'm going to read this every time we do this study. I'm going to start in the middle. Now, the Sabbath principle isn't necessarily easy to apply. I suspect that we'll always be a little resistant to do it. So like any good girlfriend, I want to forewarn you, this study journal is going to be difficult. We are sisters, so I feel like I have to spill the beans Right up front. As I taught you, as I taught and written this message, it has made me uncomfortable more than once. I'm not joking. And most of the time, the conviction doesn't stay confined to my heart, mind, and soul, 
fulfills me with a sense of physical urgency to do something about it immediately. This practical topic can help but challenge you right away, and I taught on it for the first time at the Deeper Still event in 2012. All 10,000 of us squirmed in our seats. The video is this. The video in this study comes comes from that event. Hold on a second. <laughs> and this book will help you put your feet to the message. I'm asking you to sign up for the long haul to refuse to go on with life as usual. I mean, literally, sign up. You see that line underneath my signature in the book? That's for your John Hancock. Sign your name once you've prayerfully agreed to go the distance with me. It's our commitment to each other to do serious business with God on this issue. Require yourself to answer the difficult questions and make the life modifications that those answers dictate. You can find room to breathe. This is my favorite part. We can do it together. It'll make whatever we live so much better, wherever we live so much better. Ready, let's go. Freedom awaits on the other side of our obedience. And it's Priscilla, and I signed Rhonda. All right, so let's go to week three. Well, first I'm going to recap some week two, and then because we actually start off the, the Bible study the week, and then we go through the week, and then we get to the next week. That's kind of how it works. So my first thought is on page 45. Today, I don't know if you um, follow this particular video, but it came on my feed today, and it's the Jada Pinkett Red Table Talk, and it was very um, thought-provoking in the sense that uh, we've been listening to some of the, the topics that she's been talking about. You know, she's, she's had this ghost whisper, the dog whisper on there. This week, just different topics. And they've been, you know, pretty interesting. And this week she had her mother at the table, another um, artist, and her husband's sister, so her sister-in-law. And the topic was about addiction, and it was from all different views, her mother and her addiction. Um, Jada talked about sexual addiction. Um, the other gentleman talked about his addiction to pills, and the sister talked about her addiction to marijuana. It, it it all came before this study today because we all have to say no to something. And so it's in our conversations this week and how we can keep on going. And we, I mean, it's just like a, a synchronistic kind of thing that's happening because that is the common conversation. So when this topic came up today on her red table talking, just how did it start and different things, I'm going to just talk about a little bit of it in our study because Priscilla talks about the shopping, the doing too much, the ministry, the not being able to stop, how we were slaves or how we are slaves, how the Israelites were slaves, and then they came out and then you still have this slave mentality. And so when you have a slave mentality, there's something that's missing where you're saying, I think that I'm the scarcity mentality. I think that I'm not going to have enough of this, and so you're always hoarding that thing. And you may not know, I had someone uh, admit that to me, something happened in their childhood, and so, so they said, I always do this because this happened in my childhood. And so it really made me think about some things today, and hopefully through this Bible study of prayer and, and digging through God's Word and really asking him to deliver us out of it all, um, that's his word, that we would come to a place where we can let some things go. And I feel like that's such a place, I've always talked about it, it's such a place when you let everything go, uh, one of the things they said is that you have to feel the pain as you're going through life, and it's just that buffer, and it's that, that thing that helps you cope. And I don't want to go too deep in that, but it came right before the Bible study. And here on page 45, I'm going to read it. Those who minister in the area of addiction sometimes, these are – I'm just going to pull out some things that hit home to me this week uh, that made me really think and that I would like to convey on this video so that you all would just grab a hold of it too. And it may be something I felt led this week that um, maybe somebody else is going through the same thing and that would help them. Also, before I read this, please invite. We created this flyer and everything um, to get people more involved in this Bible study because as we go on and 
uh, keep on going. We would love people to join the Bible study. So please like, share, and all that good stuff. Okay, 45, page 45. Those who minister in the area of addiction sometimes quote the old S. Scott Fitzgerald adage, first you take a drink, and then the drink takes a drink, and then the drink takes you. Like a snowball gaining speed and girth with every turn, addicts of all sorts cross an invisible line beyond which they give up the ability to effectively and confidently say no. All too soon they've become flattened, run over by something that was once only a hobby. And if you hear that, you know, when people admit um, when they started, it was just, uh, you know, it was just something that I did and I'm not an, an addict and then it just grows into something else and you need more and more and more. So that's on page 45. These are just some points that we want to pull out today, read to you. Hopefully you would think about it. This is from week two. Week two um, had a lot of really, really good points. I put up here appeasing, yet the need to please. So I'm at the top of 47, and I want to read you this little piece. It, whatever you, your it is, isn't, isn't your God. God is. Once something is allowed to creep past its appropriate place in your life, once you're unable to say no to it, it has become an illegitimate God. It has become, according to Colossians 3 and 5, idolatry. And so next question is, what activity or intrusions have you needed to say no to in the past 24 hours? Um, right now, this week has been a very interesting week, so it's time spent. And I really don't want to say no, but I do have some other responsibilities, so I can easily spend a lot of time, and I had to pull back that time. So this is just on page 47, and that's just some things to think about. What about in the past 10 minutes? And I have to admit this, I had to stop eating um, something at lunchtime because I'm starving, or I was starving, from being in the water, and I had to say no. Like, that's it. That's enough. That's real talk right here, right? It, it gets real over here. <laughs> um, all right, let's go on to our pages. I hope you guys had a great week. It was the holiday, and we had some good stuff going on. All right, so we'll go over to page 49. Commanding the people to take a Sabbath was Yahweh's way of showing these newly free people that their relationship with him was not based on what they could do for him. He loved them simply because they were his. He had chosen them, and that was enough. I believe we heard that last week, and it was like it came back across again, and I was like, I needed to read it again. He loved them simply because they were his. He had chosen them, and that was enough. And and I want to really convey that on this Bible study because he loves you just because you're his, and that is enough. If you can even say that before you go to bed, God, you love me just because I'm yours. I mean, it's, it's, it's real deep, but I think it'll penetrate your heart to a place that God, especially when you are out here and you don't feel the love of your family and people and and um, just really in a bad place, it's like he loves you. He loves them simply because they were his and you're his, and he's chosen them, and that was enough. And it even says, take a moment to think deeply. Do you in any way feel that your value is tied up in accumulating more and gaining approval through your performance? And I said, to a degree, yes, but I'm working on it. All right, that's page 49. We're going to go over to 55. There was a lot of great nuggets this week, and hopefully you guys went through the book and uh, just combed through it and just thought about some great things. So I'm going to page 55 at the bottom. You and I should appropriately deny our flesh when we feel ourselves beginning to spin out of control, but rather than do so out of competitiveness, fear, or guilt, our decisions should be based on what one author beautifully describes as the speed limit of your soul. The speed limit of your soul. Listen for the rhythms of God's grace and live according to the cadence, easy, light, full of mercy. 
So I have this note here, and I wrote, Kaden, 2015. So in 2015, I worked at this job, and it was in Philadelphia, and it was in a very busy, uh, fluent, very diverse neighborhood, and I had an opportunity to go to the museum at lunchtime. I didn't go in the museum, but one of the museums you see on TV a lot is where Rocky was, and the Super Bowl was just there. Everybody was out at the Super Bowl. And so I had a chance to walk from my job to the steps, which everyone, if you're a tourist, wants to do. So when I did it the first time, it was like the hypest thing ever. I was like, oh, my gosh, I made it to the middle of the steps. And the biggest thing was I had lost weight, so I did not have to use the rails. So I go up, and this is what I would do, like, every day at lunch. I had this coworker, and she just would walk with me, and we would make it two miles back in, like, 30 minutes on our break, and we would just book up there. During that time, I was, I was in prayer. And the Lord spoke that word to me, cadence. It's the cadence. It's the rhythm. And I remember seeing the bicycles as I was praying, the bicycles, the cadence, the rhythm. When bikers, if you hear it, it's really, you don't even hear it. It's quiet, and it's, uh, and the bikers ride, and you can hear the sound of the wheels rolling. It's the cadence. And so this took me back to this memory today, speed limit of your soul. Listen for the rhythms of God's grace and live according to its cadence, easy, light, and full of mercy. That is one of the things, um, there's so much in this book that just, like I have lines and everything around it because it's something that you need to just consider and think about uh, as even as you walk away from this study. Okay, so we're going to go over to page 59. And then we'll do a couple more things, and then we'll go into week two. So 59. I hope you guys watched the video because the video really had me stirred up. We put the video up today, and I just want to give this disclaimer again that you have to be very strategic in putting up the video because it's not my doing. Um, Somehow, (laughs) and I would love to talk to them to find out how to do this, but the video, even though I have access to the video, it's a certain amount of time that it we post it in the group, and it times out, and it just disappears. And I'm, it's not me doing it. Um, and I love it because they lock their stuff up, and it's just something that we need to think about um, going forward. But if you see the video, when we put it up, try to watch it, and then we'll try to put it back up again, excuse me, because we don't want you to miss it. But today we posted the video of week three. Okay, babe, be careful. Love you. Okay. Um, so, yes, it, it's uh, good to watch. And today it just had me all, you know, all in. See you, babe. Love you. All right. See ya. Okay. Um, page 59. What we have to know when we've worked enough, tried enough, Wait a minute. Let me go back because I got a little distraction here. We have to know when we've worked enough, tried enough, gathered enough, purchased enough, said enough, stored enough. I had to just stop it at said enough. Kept enough, created enough, produced enough, generated enough, consumed enough, labored enough, expanded enough, spent enough. Somebody has got to say enough is enough. Uh, I I spoke to my husband about this today because I was like, babe, this Bible study would be really good for you because he's he's uh, we we all know that he has this work ethic. It's like the work ethic that you haven't seen before. He goes, and when he gets in, he just goes, and when and he won't move until it's finished, and he just thinks about things a little bit differently and things you don't even consider, and even when the time is done, he's just still thinking about it and all that. And I'm like, okay, you got to turn it off. And so I was talking to him about this Bible study because I was like, you know, God, babe, we have to consider the Sabbath. We have to consider the Sabbath. Because the time that we're in, nobody considers the Sabbath. And here's the deal. Like, the Sabbath is written out. Really, Sabbath is in Spanish, sabado, which is Saturday, not Sunday. Okay, so there's one thing. And so, but we honor the Sabbath on 
Sunday. And even when we honor the Sabbath on Sunday, everybody doesn't respect that your Sabbath is on Sunday. So this is a day, and, and when I think about this Bible study, it really made me think because you have to create the margins. The guardrails, I always say the margins, the guardrails, her words, the margins, the boundaries, and say, listen, do not call me between this time and this time. Um, after 10 o'clock, I don't take, uh, don't come in my room. These are my kids. Don't come in my room. Don't come in here talking about stuff. After 9 o'clock, I'm not taking phone calls. I mean, these are just boundaries that you have to put up because people will not turn it off. Because then when you think about it, too, the way that people work, like, Everybody doesn't work a nine to five. And some people sit down at twelve and they work until five. And some people sit down at five. And then I have even my children. They're on a different uh, what is it called circadian clock than I am. So they're up all times of the night, and I'm up at five o'clock in the morning. And by the time I get up, they're not getting up until lunchtime. So everybody's on these different times. So when I look at this, here's the part because it says, and we all play a part in here. It says we have to know when we've worked enough at our job tried enough. How many times have we tried? Sometimes I don't want to walk away because I keep trying it, and then I'm like, I cannot walk away from this thing until I figured it out. That's me. That's my my um, doing too much. Gathered enough, purchased enough, said enough. Is it time when you're just like, keep talking, just, or there's nothing that's going to add to this situation. There's nothing you can say. And, and I think about this week, it's just like I have nothing to say. I'm just there. Your presence is is needed, and words, you, you need no words. Stored enough, there's that hoarding again. Uh, kept enough, you just got stuff for days. Here's my thing, created enough. And so uh, somewhere in this, this week, I was like, when I get upset and my thing, I create. But sometimes I'm creating, creating, creating. I can sit there. I even said it to um, my husband. I said, you haven't had to say this to me. This is real authentic. In a while, there was a time last year where he would say, you haven't left the house. You haven't left the house today. And I would work so much. And I was just in a funky, low place that I would not even, I didn't need to leave the house. Like, we had food, you know, everything was taken care of. I didn't need to leave the house. And so when you get to that place, like you created enough, produced enough, generated enough, consumed enough, that's all food, 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 consumed alcohol, alcohol, labored enough, I worked, I worked, I worked. You know, you can't even go to a movie with people because they just, I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. Expended enough, spent enough, somebody has got to say enough is enough. So I keep saying that if this, I keep saying, well, if this wasn't enough, you can hold on to this right here. keep saying that for every paragraph. But I put squiggly lines next to it. Because this right here sums up everything that we do, and it's way more than we need to do, where we have to say enough is enough, where you have to step away. So this week, I really respected after I really watched the video, and she, she talked about so many things. She talked about your season and where you are right now. It just spoke volumes to me. All right, we're going to go over to page 61. We're going to answer some questions, and please put in the comments. If you have any comments here, um, answer these questions. Take the time here to celebrate God's accomplishments in your life. Think and make notes of the changes he has made in you regarding the following areas. All right, so number one, your personal identity. And I put yes, and then I put he answered it. But I want to tell you what happened today. I didn't even expect this. I just said he answered it because in 2011, I really went through this quest and this search and just frustration. God, I know that I'm somebody in you, but please tell me my identity in you. Who am I to you? I know my name is Rhonda, but I know that there's a specific thing that you have for me to do. So we went through that, and he told me what I'm supposed to do and, you know, my giftings and my callings and all these different things. But I want to tell you what happened today, and, and I want to even tell you what happened a little bit the other day. I talked about this one, Simply Pray. So I have a cousin um, that was talking the other day, and she talked about one of my gifts. And I said on the prayer call how I felt like it was a prophetic word, and it was so profound that she noticed it, and the way that she said it, it just 
expressed it right here, and I was like, okay, God, thank you. And I didn't realize that she saw that in me to the degree that she described it. It was it was awesome. So I said, I'll never forget it. But today, this thing happened. So we don't live in a traditional house. I'm not um, a pastor, and you know how, like, you have PK kids. Like, my journey has been um, from the started from the bottom, now we're here, and I'm still just here, if that makes sense. Uh, but we have a very humble beginning, and we have a very interesting story. And the Lord has, even as I had kids, brought me out of really dark places and interesting things, and it just wasn't all good. They, You know, the kids didn't see me do crazy things, but they knew that I went out. They knew that I party. They knew that I um, indulged in, in substances and, and things like that. They like they knew that. So what they did notice in 2013, when I was ordained, they were there. But I don't quite think that they understood what that all meant because we are still in the process of you um, letting them grow, I'm growing, I'm growing into the calling that God has on me. So it's just real interesting, right? And so we we keep growing and evolving to this place. So here's what happened. In April, I lost my job. So I've been home, you know, I'm not working. And so my identity is not wrapped up in my secular job anymore. So I used to be a medical coder. And I no longer have that title anymore. And it's interesting because I keep saying, Lord, is that what you desire for me to do? Like, where am I going now? And I, I know that it's a different chapter in my life. So today, my son comes in my room, and he's telling us this story about this woman that he met and was putting her air conditioner in and everything. And they're talking about something that happened to this other child because this other child, uh, I believe, was murdered. This is a story. So the lady says to him, um, so what does your mother do? And he says, my mother is a minister. And I just had to stop. I was sitting here still reading, and I just stopped, and I looked at him, and I said, that's what you said? That was what you said? And he said, yeah. And the lady said, you must be blessed. And he said, yeah, I am. But I just had to stop. I wanted to share it with you guys because it's your personal identity. And somehow the identity has changed. I knew what God said. But what happens when he takes everything that you know is your identity, which is that job, which is the resource that you thought, and you totally have to depend on him. And he changes your identity. And not only you know it, but your your people around you know it. So it was just a, a profound moment for, for me today. And it just happened to happen today before the Bible study, that was his answer. And so whatever he sees, he sees me constantly ministering um, more than he sees me at work. And so that's who he, that's my, that's what I do now. So I I just wanted to share that with you guys today. Number two, your relationships, I said he defined them. Your sense of worth, I know who I am, I'm precious to him. And I think you have to really get a relationship with him. And that comes with prayer and committing and surrendering and talking to God. And he starts to tell you, you know, like you just have this confidence without a shadow of a doubt that you're walking with God and that you know that, uh, especially when you come from a place of low self-esteem. And that's basically where we came from with I Simply Love Her, is just knowing that God loves you and that you're not out here by yourself and that you don't have to get involved in things because you think nobody loves you and I could go on and on and on. Number four, your need to seek uh, validation or approval. And then number five, your relationship to work. And I just put learn to rest, learn to rest. I just have to learn to rest. I have to continue to have a conversation and talk and learn to rest. All right, so we are going to go over to week three. This is the double portion Friday. This week, when you look in the video, it talks about the manna and all of the great things. Let me go to my big ideas on page 53 before we go over to week three. 
these are my big ideas. Your son and your daughter, your livestock, uh, even your slaves have to keep the Sabbath. That's what the word says. So it made me really think about even your sons, your daughters, and livestock. Like I, we have to correct even our house because, like, we can't just live the principle. We have to get everybody else on board to live this principle. So I think I share with you guys, like, on Sundays, I really try to uh, worship. Yesterday we went to the movies. We came home and watched movies. We just try to veg on Sunday. Don't think, laugh, let's go do this, let's go do that. And just really not try to do anything on Sunday. If Sunday is going to be your Sabbath. Because remember, we said it could be Monday or Tuesday. But just, and and saying no, because this is what happened. Yesterday I have a project that I've been waiting on, and the email came. (laughs) I wanted to open it so bad. I'm like, okay, I need to take care of this today. And I was like, no, Rhonda, today is your Sabbath. You are not doing any work. And that means even cutting conversations off, like, today is Sunday. I watched my son yesterday sit there and veg all day, too. So it's a conversation. Your sons, your daughters, your livestock, even the sleep have to keep the Sabbath. Keep the Sabbath. All right, my other big idea was it's okay to surrender, and I love the song. Is that a hymn? I surrender all, right? Not such a great singer. And they found that out at karaoke last week. <laughs> I do my best. It's okay to surrender, and then it takes discipline to decline. It takes discipline to decline. When people ask you things, and I've talked about it last week, I believe. No, let me talk to my husband about it. Uh, Let me talk to somebody else about it. You just have to put that, let me talk to somebody else up, and that gives you some time. Some things you can just come flat out and say no, but that's my my thing. Hmm. Let me think about it. Let me get back to you, and give give me a couple of these. And then that gives me time, and I don't have to impulsively answer a question. And that's my way. That's my boundary that I put up. It takes discipline to decline. So that's page 53. That's our big idea. Don't forget at the back of every chapter, the first chapter had a lot of pages for the big ideas. But this one only gives you like a paragraph. Number chapter 2 and chapter 3 just gives you a paragraph. But you can couple this. Bible study with a notebook or a journal and add more. And I would suggest you do it because this Bible study was really impactful. Priscilla talked about this week how she had to pull back ministry. And uh, I loved it. She says, you know, we had our kids, we had the two kids, and then came the third child. And really she was just in the season of taking care of her children. Their calendar in 2006 and 2007 was already booked up with, like, every weekend weekend going to all of these different engagements. And so her and her husband had decided that they would try to, you know, figure out how they can get out of some of the engagements and really uh, decrease them but still honor the engagements. And then they kept them. But then when 2008 came around, they said, nothing, we're not doing anything. That's it. Like, we have to take care of family. And she said that was a big decision. But what happened during that time, uh, Lifeway said, how about we do this? How about we put you in a location that's in the middle of all of the locations of the people that wanted you to speak so that they can come to you? And she said she felt like because she honored the Sabbath, which was the Lord saying you're doing too much in ministry, you need to take care of your family because there's a pivotal moment where you're missing the time and opportunity. Can I just digress for a second? I know what that feels like because, you know, we have three children. I remember saying to Al, um, when I wanted to get the book done and different things, I said, you know, I really want to be there while they're still in high school and different things. I didn't want things to escalate and, and me not be there. And they're like, mommy's not home, mommy's not home, mommy's not home. And so now... That's my son was still just here for a basketball game. I felt like he is, we did all of high school, we did all of middle school, elementary school, college. Now he's playing men's basketball. I feel like I can say no to, because I'm here with the Bible study, and I felt like it's okay 
that I've been at a lot of games to honor my case, and now this is a decision to do some of this. I'll still be there, but not as much as I used to be there because we're just shifting because we've done, we've honored, you know, um, our obligation to be um, parents and be there for you as much as we can. But he's an adult <laughs> now. So I understood what um, Priscilla was saying, and what happened was, if I didn't say this, that all those people came, and she said she felt like it was a double portion because she had an opportunity to minister to all of those people at one time instead of going to all those different places. I thought that was great because who thought of that in the boardroom? How about we just invite everybody here instead of her extending herself and traveling and um, staying in hotels and all these different things? You know, this location, this location, going here, going there. Everything was right there. And so the double portion. I'm excited about the double portion for this week because if we think about that when we rest and we trust God, I think about this as like really trusting God and really, really trusting God. If we trust God and if we say no to some things, what can we say yes to as far as he's concerned? Because in that resting time, the Lord is speaking to us. He's um, given us ideas and different things like that. He's just given us an opportunity, just as our body needs to, even at night, to heal. So I'm excited about it. All right, so we'll go over to page 65, and then we're going to go over to 68, 69, talk about some things. And then we'll be done for week three. This is the Sabbath setup. All right, miracles. This is July the 9th. We're at week three, double portion Friday. Every single of them is astounding, shocking, and overwhelming. Have you ever experienced one? An instance when God suspended the regular way the universe functions to interject his activity. I wish I was face to face with you right now so we could share our experiences and some chocolate with each other. <laughs> with the conversation that would be recounting the unusual activity of God in our lives. And actually, that's a good definition for a miracle that you and I can hang on to together. Miracles are, by nature, unusual. They are unnatural occurrences that can only be accredited to the divine. That turns out the Sabbath is a breeding ground for miracles. That's on page 65. So, of course, you know, I highlighted all that good stuff, and we're reading it, and we want to hold on. turns out the Sabbath is a breeding ground for miracles. So we're going over to page 68, and then we have some things to think about, and then we're going to go to page 7, and then we'll be done for week 3. So this is our session three viewer guide. It's the Sabbath principle. So number one, resist the urge to continue. And she talks about the propensity, what we're driven by. And so that was where I really stopped and thought about my creativity because I can sit, I can literally sit in front of a computer and create and create. If you give me hours, I've seen myself do it. I'm seeing myself sit on my bed in my room with a computer on a laptop and put together a whole thing. And mind you, I'm on my bed, but my behind hurts because I'm just sitting for a long period of time. When you're driven by a thing and it's your thing, um, you can keep going and going. So you have to resist the urge to continue. So how would you do that? You can say, we have those little timers. I don't have it with me now, but it's at my desk. We showed you those timers where it's like 5 minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. We have 20, 25, 30, I think it's 60. Um, It's just a cube that we're going to give away as a giveaway. And you use those cubes. You can even do it on your phone and just set up an alarm and say, I am going to stay here for one hour and work on this. It's the resisting the urge to continue, to not get thrown away, to not, one of my favorite movies, and I keep talking about it this week, is What Dreams May Come. And they say, don't stay in there too long. You can't stay in there too long. And so I always think about it. You're just in there too long. <laughs> so you got to just pull out and not continue. 
remember, number two, remember what you used to be. So this was interesting, and this was in the video. Who was I? Remember what slavery used to look like and slave to sin? We're just going to park there for a second. Remember what you used to be. Um, Stacey, you and I talked about this this week, and we talked about um, different times we were in our life and the sin we were in, and I was just saying how some music I've been listening to for a little bit but not a long time because I may can't stand there too long, may pull you back into some thoughts and behaviors and things like that. So you can only, it's just sometimes it's too much for the spirit because you dropped out all that off, you gave it to God, and it's just not who you are anymore. But it also, in this lesson this week, is remember what you used to be. Remember what slavery used to look like and slaves and sin. And just, I think it's good to remember who you were because it also says, who God is, how powerful he is. It also shows you the growth from what you made. It also shows you the commitment that you made to keep on going. It also shows you that when people say that things can't change or the situation will never change, you can look back over your life and say, I'm not who I was before, that even though I wasn't, then I'm a different person because we're all made new in Christ, right? And then the last thing is refuse to overdo. So I even wanted to go back to number two. I put food, drugs, alcohol, sex, resist the urge to create. I can get lost in creating. In your flesh, there is no good thing. Remember that. Um, Used to be who you are now. Remember that. And then remember that we were slaves. We were slaves to a thing. I remember being a slave to some just really some unhealthy behaviors, and I just always felt like I'm never going to get out of this. And we even have to stay in a place where we, you know, continue to pray for others, just interceding, because I know um, as I struggle, there's many others that struggle, and they just think they're just not going to get out of this. And so what do you say? I can't get out. I don't know how to get out. I just might as well keep on doing it because I just don't know how to get out of doing what I was doing. All right, so we're at Page 69, session three, and these are group questions. All right. And we're almost done. We're at 9-11. As a group, discuss the things in your life that were most difficult to put margin around last week. I just talked about compassion and caring because we had some things going on last week, and uh, I had to put some margin around, and I know that sounds odd, but just my compassion leads me to, um, but it's a time factor. It's it's a time factor for me. I can um, stay in comfort, and because I just had other things going on, I this week with this Bible study, I really was just like, okay, um, you need to do this. Remember, you need to do this. Remember, you need to do this. Remember, you need to do this. Okay, how much time are you going to do this? Okay, you're going to do, you know, an hour, two hours. Just really being conscious of the time factor. So my compassion and caring. And I know that sounds really weird because it's just my thing, but I had to put some boundaries around it this week. Were there any specific principles from your Bible study on the Sabbath that helped? Of course, I put self-discipline. And I talked about it last week because I kept seeing it go through the feed, self-discipline, self-discipline. The discipline to, uh, I've been really, (laughs) I'm excited about it, really loving the gym this week. And we've been talking about it more, getting there, going, doing, and just working on some areas that conversations with yourself that you know, I need to do this, I need to do this, okay? You know, it's time for me to go get fruit. Maybe I should eat fruit. Just self-discipline and, you know, prayer, spending time with your family, consciously listening to your loved ones, calling. This is self-discipline. Here is, can I share this? The Lord always drops people in my spirit. I'm like, okay, I'm checking on you. How are you doing? Uh, I'm going to call you. 
call this person. Call this person. Call this person. That's self-discipline for me to not just push it off and just I'm not worried about them today, like getting on the phone and calling. All right. If if someone wants to answer this on the study, because I didn't have an answer for this one, recall a time when you implemented margin in your life despite a concern that there was still more to be accomplished and saw a double portion of God's blessing. I'm going to read it again. Recall a time when you implemented margin to this boundaries in your life despite a concern that there was still more to be accomplished and still a double portion of God's blessing. If anyone wants to answer that in the comments or on the conference line, you can do that. I'm going to move on. Just let me know. We have two more questions. What is a scarcity mentality? In what areas, we're on page 59 just in case, in what areas of your life do you struggle with the fear of not having or being enough? I put my living quarters because I know what it's like to not have a place to live and being in a shelter. So uh, I, I looked at this and I was like, I have to put my living quarters. And the way that I deal with that is Matthew, um, the book of Matthew, where it talks about the Lord feeds the birds and he also the ravens and Elijah. Um, so that's how I have to counteract that voice. Remember that the Lord is going to take care of you. He feeds the birds, the sparrows, right? And I put my finances because that's an issue right now because of where I am. And then I also thought about food. Before I got on here, I've always thought about food. And I'm like, well, where did this come from? When we talk about addiction today in the video, that Jada put up and how everyone deals with uh, whatever drug it is. And some people put up some comments under my video and, and someone else shared it and they said that they were, you know, addicted to shopping, to food, cigarettes, and I forget what else. Where does that come from? So I was thinking about, I was trying to go back to a place in my life where the conversation must have happened or something happened where we did not have enough food or there was a fear that we didn't have food, something must have happened in my childhood or it was just the fact that I figured or that there was food and that was the thing or maybe it was a loss of something else and that the food was there and so I just loved on food because it was a loss, it was a fear of losing something else. I really try to dig today. I'm in thank you said this Bible study is really working on some areas and that's what Priscilla said. Prayerfully agree to go the distance with me. And when I thought about this, this is like we have to do the work and dig and find out. And I think even as we're addressing these things that are, you know, we're facing them, shopping, you know, different habits that we have, the Lord you bring them bring them in front of him, pray about them. I've been saying it all week. The Lord is God will deliver us out of it. Uh, deliver us out of it all. All right. This is our last question. Is there anyone in the group who can share a testimony of God's freedom in their lives? How has their perspective changed since then? So, does anyone want to share, or I'll share on that one, and then we'll close out. God's freedom in their lives. Uh, we're going to share this one. How about we do this? Because I have this one little part. We'll share this. This is our homework. To work on a testimony about God's freedom, and then we'll bring this back for week number four. That's on page one, page, I'm going to say 169, page 69 at the bottom, and that's our homework for next week. I want to read you one more thing, and then we're going to close out. Thank you guys for being with us, and um, it went by pretty fast. Page 70. This week's big idea, obey, God will take care of the rest. That's it. It seems so simplistic. When I was 24, 
24 years old, I met Anne Graham Lott. And when she spoke to me, I fell slightly limp with my mouth ajar and my eyes widened in reverence. Her words dripped with a sense of God's presence and approval that permeated every thread of our conversation. One thing she said to me has been tucked away in my heart from that day until now. Priscilla, this is it. My husband says, wait for it. This is the good part. Priscilla, the Lord told me a long time ago that he would take care of my business if I would take care of his. The big idea is take care of God's business and let him take care of yours. Deep inside, is there anything that you question whether or not will take care, that God will take care of in your life, and if so, what? I wanted to close with this today because that's it. Like, it's the uh, seek God first and all things will be added, and it's not all that other stuff. It's just he'll take care of your, if you seek him first, if you go after him, if you love on him, if you get in his presence, if you make him the main thing in everything, if you uh, take care of his business. I'm going to read it again. Priscilla, the Lord told me a long time ago that he would take care of my business if I would take care of his. It's, it's profound. It almost has tears in my eyes when I write it today, that if you would take care of his business, he would take care of yours. So I think about sometimes when we wrestle and uh, – <laughs> We go and take care of church. Sometimes God, his people require these urgent, emergent phone calls where you have to um, help somebody and they ask for your advice, but that's you ministering to people. I thought about this week when you have to go and visit people in the hospital because they're sick. I think about sometimes where someone just asks you or they're going through different things, they don't have gas money. If you take care of his business, he will take care of yours. And so with that, we can write, we can close, we can um, we can praise God on that, right? Like we can, like, give God um, praise on that. Like, <laughs> like the, if the Bible study brought us here, and it's just like you got to highlight it, you got to, I told you guys about the pins, you got to highlight it. The Priscilla, the Lord told me a long time ago that he would take care of, my business if I would take care of his. And that's all, like, I want you guys to know. I mean, it, I mean, this Bible study is profound. It has so many points and, and nuggets and everything. But for this week, as we go through week three, that you would take a sticky, like the TV show, <laughs> and put that in your bathroom and just know if, he take, if you take care of his business, he'll take care of yours. And that's even saying, God, is this, what's your business today? When you wake up in the morning, what is your business today? Or even when you leave here after Bible study tonight, before you go to sleep, God, tell me what your business is tomorrow. I'm sure when you add him into your plans, he starts to rearrange things. I talk about that all the time. Your house, he cleans out house. He, you go out. Um, this is your spiritual house. And my mom used to do it when we were kids. We would come home from school. Our room would be a mess. And next thing you know, she would clean up our room and our stuff would be on the curb and you would literally want to fall out because you're like, why does she throw all of this stuff out? But it's just because you weren't taking care of it and she didn't see the need for it and it was time to go. I believe the Lord does the same thing. When it's, it doesn't um, benefit you anymore, it's time for some stuff to go. But ask him, God, what is the business? What's your business so I can take care of your business and you can take care of my business? I'm going to like praise him on that this week because I have some serious stuff in front of God right now um, that I hope when we talk about this week of miracles that I'm in front of God for a big miracle um, this week. I've been in front of him for a miracle for a while. Lord, I need you to do the amazing in this area. So I hope you guys had um, an amazing time through the travel of week three. Remember, it's only 127 pages, so we are, like, right here, right now. We have two weeks left. We have the rest of three, four, and then our five. And this Bible study went pretty, pretty fast, and it's awesome. And it's only going to get better because I just saw this whole diagram in the back. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining us. We are going to close in prayer. And... um 
thank God for just bringing us to this study again. Please let everything saturate. You can go back and watch this saturate. Make sure you watch her video um, tonight, message, and, and all of the good things that we shared. Let it saturate in your heart and let God do some amazing things. All right, we're going to pray. Thank you all for um, you that are on the conference line as well. We're going to pray. Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, God. We so, so thank you, God, for week number three. As we go into the rest of this week, number three, Lord God, the double portion. Job, you gave the double portion, Lord God. He went so much through his story. And we don't exactly know the span of it all. Some people say it wasn't, you know, but nine months. Some people say it was longer. But, God, we watched Job in our work go through some difficult things. And even as I said on the prayer call this week, we go through obstacles versus the obstacles are like we run a little bit and we're walking a little bit and then here comes an obstacle. And then we run a little bit and walk a little bit and here comes another one. And that's what life kind of looks like. And so um, but we're running this race and that we want to win in the end, Lord God, for the eternal, eternity, Lord God, to get there, that you would say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And so even as we're going through all of these Bible studies, we so praise you for giving us a guide and just some experience through some great people to teach us how to break this word apart, how to apply it to our lives, how to look at some things in our life that just has been there for a long time. I look at that word slave and I'm and through this week and I look at it like, gosh, we're slaves to so many things and we have slave mentalities and I love how in the video um, Priscilla breaks it down like the opposite of this is this and the opposite of this is this. And so even as we go back and just grab onto that, Lord, because we're holding on to so many things, this fear. And you said you don't give us the spirit of fear, but there's so many things that we are fearful of. And I can only speak of myself. I can only speak of my experiences that sometimes I am worried about, you know, where I'm going to live and if I'm going to have a place to live in. And it may not be the most posh place that I desire, but I appreciate the pillows that I have and being able to get up and turn on the water and all of those different things. And sometimes I'm fearful that I may not have enough to pay this bill or that bill. And, I'm, and even though when I'm in a place of not working, just, you know, I'm, I'm fearful about this and, you know, all of the benefits and the, the insurances that we have at our regular jobs, just all of the different things that we are so accustomed to not having it and fully depending on you. But the word that you gave us this week was surrender, that there's Sabbath and surrender. There's a rest in surrendering to you. So I so thank you for the surrender. I don't know what it looks like, God. I just know that I trust you. I know that you have the light upon my feet and my path. I know that in everything in my life, as I acknowledge you in all my ways, you'll direct my path, not just mine, even as a mother, even as a wife. And I pray over the family, the kids, the, the people that I'm around. In all those ways, I acknowledge you, and you'll direct my path. You'll give us peace that pass up all understanding. So even when it seems like I'm still enslaved to some things, and even though it seems like I can't give up some things, and even though I'm not as disciplined as I desire to be, I still bring it in front of you. I know that you will do it. I trust that you will do it, and I'm giving it to you today, God. So every person that is even on this prayer today, God, we surrender everything to you, God. We give it all to you. We thank you for the Sabbath, that hashtag Sabbath margin, those words that we will never forget our entire life as we go through these Bible studies. And months later, we'll hear the Sabbath and remember to rest. You said our sons, our daughters, our the, the people that work for us, that they would observe it, that we would rest, and that you would give us double portions. How you showed us through this Bible study about the manna and how they were supposed to get more, that you gave them just enough to take care of what they needed. Well, on that sixth day, you gave them a double portion. Today, God, we ask you for the double portion in our life, that we would pull back on some things that doesn't um, serve us, but that, that last piece, Lord God, if we take care of your business, hallelujah, God, if we take care of your business, that you would take care of ours. If nothing else, it's like my favorite part when Ruth says, you're God, I'll serve. 
If nothing else we get out of this Bible study, if we take care of your business, you will take care of ours. God, we give you all glory today. We give you our lives, full reins, our hands, our feet, that we walk with you, our mouth, our ears, all things, Lord Jesus. Walk with us, direct us in every place that we would go, Lord. God, fashion us in your will. And these things we ask you in Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Peace. Thank you. <laughs> um, it has been um, a blessing and an honor to uh, go through the week and read with you. This has been amazing um, for us. And so we say sleep tight until next week. We'll be on week four. Has been awesome week. And uh, we'll be posting up some stuff during this week. Forgive us. Last week was just um, some things going on. But we'll make sure that we get to it this week. All right, you guys have an amazing night. Be tight. And as you always say, be fit and be blessed.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.